Jude Bellingham, Will. Mm. Uh, our go-to intro guy. <laughs> our go-to intro guy, because it's, it's one of those things where, you know, no one watches the Spanish League every week, because it's not really shown, but you, you do hear when something mad happens, uh, like a record being broken. Uh, one of Ronaldo's records being broken. <laughs> yeah. One of Ronaldo's goal-scoring records being broken. <laughs> yeah. By 20-year-old midfielder Jude Bellingham. If even 20, yeah. Like, Ronaldo went there when he was 25, was it? Like, in his prime, you know, he was yeah. already massive and jacked that it was, like, you know, in a team of, of Galacticos that Benzema and Ozilis was, like, the new Galacticos. Belling was gone to a team, okay, that won the, the Champions League uh, not too long ago. But you'd say an aging team, you know, probably needs to, to retool a bit. They've actually lost Benzema, you know. But thankfully, Jude Belling was there to, to, to pick up the slack and just... <laughs> Banging the gold again. When you don't watch him, you're just like, "How is he doing this?" I don't. Every time I've seen him play, like he, it didn't strike me as like a, a, a Lampard, Gerrard type in terms of goal score from midfield. You know, he seemed like somebody who kind of, well, kind of had it all. Really, you know, could pass the fair <laughs> yeah. attack. But I mean, this goal score trend is insane. <laughs> it's it's like uh, we talked about it before, but when Messi and Ronaldo are at their peak, yeah. And again, you wouldn't really be watching La Liga every week, but every now and then you just see like. They've scored 60 goals this month or this year. How is that even possible? It's it's like that all over again, where it's like, there's no way. Something else must be going on. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's going on in Spanish League that's, that's uh, facilitating this madness? Um, he, yeah, he broke uh, the goal scoring record. He beat the record for his first 15 games for goals scored. He scored 14 goals in his first 15 games for Madrid. That is insane. Ronaldo could only equal the record set by De Stefano. So, I mean, he's like... <laughs> like they have a list here of other uh, people who's uh, had the rich history of Real Madrid goal scores. Uh, Pruden got 13 in his first 15. Puskas. Fernek Puskas. You know, the Puskas Award for the best goal of the yeah. year, this guy. The award for the best thing we've <laughs> seen all year. <laughs> he got 11 in his first 15. Raul, Will, they gave him a lifetime contract, Raul. <laughs> just play some of, of games a year you can stay forever that guy he got 7 in his first 15 Hugo Sanchez 7 Benzema only got 5 Bellingham has 10 more goals than Benzema did in his first 15 games <laughs> <laughs> they're the same age I mean the guy he replaced he's just absolutely put in his shadow it's insane when does it end when does this madness stop do you want to know how big a star Bellingham is becoming I couldn't believe this actually go on uh, I was in Dublin the other day like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I was on the Lewis and there was a, a, a secondary school. I'd say it was a school tour or something like that. Yeah. They were at something in the sea and a load of young lads got on. I'd say they're all 13, 14. Do you know what they were all doing and taking pictures of each other doing? The Bellingham celebration and they'd be shouting, Bellingham, Bellingham. Bellingham. <laughs> yeah. He's that level. He's that guy now. I don't think they were kids. I think they were tabloid uh, writers, with headline writers <laughs> yeah. for tabloids. Bellingham is the worst thing you've ever heard. It was the Daily Mirror. <laughs> Daily Mirror Christmas party you run into. All <laughs> <laughs> Bellingham. Bellingham. Yeah, taking pictures different spots on the Lewis during the <laughs> celebration. <laughs> oh, honestly, that is nonsense. Nonsense. All nonsense. They say many, many garbage things. You don't know what you're going to get. Drama upon melodrama! This is a total shameful, disgraceful piece of nonsense! See what models are for yesterday? 
learn a lot more if you listen rather than talk all the time. time. No problem. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Known Us podcast with Carl and Will. We are back and we are enjoying the good times, Will. Long may they last, or however long they may last, as Ange Postcoglu might say. <laughs> a win for United, a win for Arsenal. Let's just enjoy it, Will. Don't think about yeah. it. Don't think that, that, that Everton had way more chances than that. The, the XG was off the charts in, the, in their other direction, even though they won through. Don't think about that. I think that's a win. A win is a win. Don't think that Arsenal had to bring on uh, Kai Havertz, who definitely will never do that again, to, to score <laughs> yeah. a last-minute winner. Don't think about that. Don't think about how Jesus is like, you know, free headers can't score a goal. Don't think about that. Just think... Three points, in the bag, on we go. Enjoy it while it lasts. Don't think about how uh, Jesus did an interview last week where he said, scoring goals is not my strong suit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think about how Ramsey said he can't concentrate for 90 minutes. Yeah. Just, just keep just on trucking. Enjoy it. Look. Fair enough, it mightn't have been the best sight seeing the Arsenal players coming over and consoling Ramsdale after they won a game, but still, forget it. It's gonna be look, three points is three points. Yeah, there was a lot of that going around. Um, I mean, I mean, the United one was was the first one that uh, you saw that result, and it's like it's hard to kind of gauge because with the whole um, scandal with everything and the points deduction, man. Every beforehand, everyone was going well, so we're like maybe it's really rocked them, maybe it's rattled them. Mm. But I think, well, no way, Sean Dyche let that happen. You know, not in his watch that they let that rattle them. He used that as as fuel. Yeah, and I think, but then United do have good players, you know, like, yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, when, if you watch the game, you know exactly what happened. And uh, it was just, I mean, the Ganache goal is, is what the uh, the takeaway is. Um, again, it's, I guess we're probably more involved in, in football. Twitter. We're actually trying to promote the pod this year. So we yeah, see a lot of things. we're trying. <laughs> a new thing we're trying, telling people about the pod. Uh, but you saw that the, the, the graphics of like him Rooney, Ronaldo, and Bale doing the bicep mm. kicks. I was like, okay, well, one was against <laughs> Manchester City. Uh, the other two were in Champions League. One was in Champions League final. You know, yep. this is against uh, struggling Everton, second bottom. And it's, I guess, like not saying taking taking anything away from the technique of the goal, but the 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 stage does matter. I think as well in, in yeah. these situations because it's like, you know, you do that bicep kick in Champions League final and it misses it's like that might be one of our few chances Gareth you know this, <laughs> yeah. this is this is the last game of the year this is huge you know <laughs> this is your last game I think <laughs> <laughs> I'd say with, with Rudy against City but if he misses that it's like look at that big fat clown trying to do a bicycle kick you know who do you think he is <laughs> you know these are the kind of things because these are important games you know we're doing it everything it's like whatever you know but look um this is the world we live in. What, what we've done for me lately, what's, uh, what's the most recent thing that's great? And that is now the greatest thing. Yes. Uh, Gary Neville was very quick to call it the greatest goal he's ever seen. And he doubled down, tripled down, I think he's been saying it the whole time. Uh, and now, technique-wise, it is one of the maddest goals I've ever seen. It, it, it depends what, what, uh, what tickles your fancy in terms of goals. You know, Exactly. Some people like kind of uh, like the, 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 the Arsenal goal against Norwich. You know that the Jack or yeah. Jack Wilshire one, yeah, where you know they're passing and one touch, and it's like, whoa, where's this ball going? And then he just like finishes that. Others like screamers, you know, yeah, the Rooney arguing with the ref volley against Newcastle, where he just that one. smashes it into the roof. I personally like the one last week against Wolves, which I said was the best goal of the season. <laughs> yeah. Old news, <laughs> old news. You know that kind of just the technique of that, the take with your with your right, smash your left. You know, 
there's no taking away the athleticism that is required and the technique to get this goal in the top corner from there. And I, I, if you look back at it, like the Dallow goal, the Dallow pass is to no one. Like, yeah, it's behind all of the players are running. <laughs> that's why he had so much space to bicycle kick because it was to absolutely no one. He just like cut it back into an area. I'd say he, he looked up and went, ah, shit, they're all going in. I went out, they're all going in. And then he saw I could actually sail through the air. Like, you know, so I, I think if you take the whole thing of the goal, where it's like it wasn't well worked, it was just a bit of individual brilliance. And uh, then Pickford's little arms couldn't get to us. You know, <laughs> I mean, like, to say best goal ever, it's like, you have there's so many goals, similar goals with like surrounding things that make it better, you know. Yeah, like that Ronaldo one he scored for for Real Madrid in the in the the Champions League, which obviously I saw a lot over the weekend. Like he got that ball first, and he went kind of around the keeper and went a bit wide and instead of like just taking a rash shot, like kept it live, played it back. Someone took a shot, it went out, and he got himself back in position to get another yeah. chance, and then did the bicycle kick that was actually played towards him. That's a way better goal, just on the whole surrounding thing. Then you add in this Champions League. It was against Juve, I'm pretty sure, so that was yeah. Buffon he scored against. I think so, yeah. You know, like, just instantly, that's a better goal. Like, just, there's no, you know, and then, and that's just bicycle kick. You can look at ones that people beat three or four players. So, what I'm saying, well, is I'm not having, I'm not having <laughs> that's the best goal ever, you know. And I'm not saying it wasn't a great goal, but, I mean, best goal ever is too much, you know. You've overdone it there, Neville. And that's that. It was a lucky shot from above. I mean, we've seen bombs hit lucky shots every now and then. It was amazing to see, because like you said, you know, Everton have been up against this 10-point deduction, Mm -hmm. relegation fight now. Yeah. Your first game back, everyone has banners saying the Premier League is corrupt for for charging them for the crime they admitted to. Uh, So this is the game really... It's all about the atmosphere, lads. This is the start of the fight back. Let's show the Premier League what we're all about. As long as nothing crazy happens in the first two minutes, this is our game to win. Yeah, and then yeah, that yeah. happens in their own stadium. Oh, you have to feel like, I'd say there was ever fans seeing that that thought, oh shit, we're going to get relegated. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, a, it's a kind of a, a game where if we can stay in this game long enough and we can build a noise and we can have kind of a, a united front and then that goal goes in. You go, well, there's no stopping that. what the hell can we do about that well okay then let's pick ourselves up you know but I mean the thing is they did did pick themselves up you know they had loads of chances (laughs) and I will say for their their corrupt thing about admitting to the the crime I think what they're feeling is that uh, too harsh well no that that city are still walking around you know with no punishment and they had one almost a year ago now and then Everton's one was within the year 10 point deduction, open and shut case. It's like, right, yeah. uh, <laughs> wait, <laughs> that's not fair. Why are you punching them? It's like, we're working on it, you know? That's the, <laughs> the corrupt angle. I don't think anybody yeah. uh, says they're corrupt for, for punishing them for breaking the, the rule that they, uh, you know, admitted to. It's the uh, it's the one rule for them, another rule for us kind of thing. But yeah, they had loads of chances. I thought Calvary Loon actually played quite well. That was the best game I've seen him in a long time. But I will say that. I had several flashbacks of him bullying Lindelof. Lindelof cannot handle Calvert-Lewin, and he never has been able to handle him. It's like the one player in the league who just absolutely destroys him every time. He's just not strong enough to deal with him, and Calvert-Lewin clearly knows that. Yeah, I think Calvert-Lewin is probably one of those 
confidence type players and, and seeing someone that you've got the better of before gave him yeah. confidence to do. Now, I will say I don't watch many Everton's games, so I haven't seen Love Cabrillon play, but uh, I watched this one and I thought he was very, very good. Now it was the finishing that left him down. It wasn't him now, it was a few others. Uh, Decore had a great chance there. He just yeah. passed it wide. Like, just yeah. simple as that. Like, But as uh, managers who are about to be sacked always say, uh, or managers who, who who are about to drop a player always say, uh, I'd be worried if he wasn't missing chances. Mm. You know, they always, at least he's in the the position to get the chance. Right before they drop them for the rest of the season, they go, "This yeah. I'd be worried if he wasn't missing chances." Okay, I'm not worried about him missing chances one bit, and then they drop him and the other plays again. Uh, but I mean, I think it was the, the whole Everton side that were had these chances and the Port United under a, lot, under a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um. And speak of that, that good punch that was the bicycle kick, the Martial. Uh, penalty that was a real good punch that is tough to be in the week where you're calling the Premier League corrupt it is tough to be the victim of probably the first actual use of VAR that made like went quickly enough yet referees <laughs> made a mistake we fixed that now it's a penalty to the opposing team <laughs> it's such because it's like when, when someone gets a, a yellow card for simulation it's like such a lift to yourself, like, ah, you fucker, you know, like, yeah. caught you, good enough for you. To have that completely <laughs> flipped to a goal, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. This what a rollercoaster of emotions this has been the last, you know, five minutes. Like, that really will suck it out of you, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that in the, in the short history of VAR where a dive has gone from check that to... To, no, actually, I was completely wrong. So it's a it's a penalty because the whole thing is they're always like that's been the main criticism is they don't want to go against the referee. Yeah. You cannot go more against the referee than going go to the monitor. You were wrong, <laughs> and you know what? No one cares. Yeah, L- like no one's like I can't get that ref out of here. It's like like the system works. Like the ref. Yeah, that's is not, what's supposed to happen. You're not anybody's fancy team ref. You know what I mean? Like no one cares how you perform. I will say though. He did take a long time at the monitor to make it like, mm, I don't know, was I wrong? Was It was obvious. It was a penalty, man. <laughs> he tripped him up. Well, he showed him 10 different angles. <laughs> well, he, 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 he made contact with his left leg and then he lost power yeah. on his right leg. So, like, he did look for us. As soon as he felt the contact, he went down, which, again, I'm not really sure of, of, of how the refs see the rule. Is it contact is the line? If there's no contact yeah. in the simulation... If that is really took a long time, but I mean, he did definitely go down easily. He he he, he veered towards him, touched his leg, and then he went down. And Ashung was two legs straight, has hands in the air. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay, like he definitely is not being tripped up here. He's like, I'm going nowhere. I'm going to touch this guy's leg and go down, which is what he did. But I think if there's a touch, I, I, I'm I'm assuming if there's a contact, they go well. Then it's not a dive. Yeah, exactly. Now, if you go to the monitor and you're overturning, it's not a dive. So you can do this in real time. If you, you can look and go, you weren't fouled. And then they go, well, shouldn't that be a yellow card for simulation then? It's like, play on everybody. You know, I'm not <laughs> yeah. make, I am not being forced to make this decision. But when you go over to the, the monitor, you go, well, now it's one or the other. Now yeah, you can't exactly. just roll it on. So, okay, it probably wasn't a penalty, but it wasn't technically a dive either. So I'm going to leave in the gray area. But when you go over to the monitor, you have to make a decision to go, well, I guess it's a penalty. And if I'm not calling dive, but I can't because it was contact, then I have to get a penalty now. It was a good another example of how it was probably a good use of our Ashley Young did not get a second yellow card to send him off, which that would have been just the most outrageously unlucky few minutes of Everton any Everton fan's life. 
Yeah, that was the gray area that he allowed himself to, okay, I won't yeah. send him off because I wouldn't usually even give this as a penalty. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he cornered himself by giving the yellow. But I mean, this is the kind of thing now. It's like, in his mind, he's like, well, I won't be giving a, a yellow for simulation quickly again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when there is simulation, he was like, oh, unless someone's upstairs going to tell me that I can definitely do this, I won't. And he, they just play on and I'm like, oh, well, I guess you can see it, you know. So, yeah, but it was encouraging sign for VAR that they were capable of saying, you know what, go to the line. Because, again, I, you don't care how the, what the referee does. You care how the overall system, you're like he's just yeah. a part of the refereeing team. Genuinely, yeah. like, no one cares if, you know, Craig Pawson has a blinder today or, like, he's at a, the VAR has bailed him out there. He's saved his blushes. <laughs> it's like, no one's talking <laughs> yeah. like this about the refereeing team. You know what I mean? He's got you out of jail there, Pawson. You know, like... <laughs> They don't do interviews after the game. There's, there's no, you know, they shouldn't be celebrities in any sense. They're just the, the service to the to the game, you know. So, yeah, uh, awful for everything, but um, a good step for the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after the Garnacho goal as well, I can't remember what commentator it was, but they said that, like, in his ear, they could hear the VAR were checking for something, mm. and he was like, don't you dare, don't you dare rule it out. What? <laughs> Which is like, well, you shouldn't be saying that either. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a lot of contradictory stuff going around. It's like, I just don't know why Var can't get it right. It's like, don't you fucking ruin this goal for me. It's like, aren't you meant to be an unbiased commentator? Yeah. And then Martial got his own goal in the end, which was just a kind of a, a great illustration of like someone who isn't playing that well or doing that much, but it can finish a goal. And that's yeah. all everything needed to do. You know, yeah. like... Just a bit of composure when you're one-on-one. Yeah, and ironically, if he'd been at Everton team, he probably would have let them down by not pressing and not tracking and all the things that they were doing. So you, yeah. you just need, like, you can't have one or the other. You need the perfect player. <laughs> you need Martial. He's got, but like, if Martial was, was tracking and pressing and working hard, he'd be in the eye team. Yeah, exactly. It's not like he's of the talent or the ability. It's just he's not fucking Irish to do the, the basic stuff. And Everton can't afford something like that. Because again, if they could, he wouldn't be at Everton. So it's... It, this is why the, the small teams and the, the poorer teams stay poor and the rich teams stay rich because, you know, you can't afford that talent and if you could, they, you know, they wouldn't be rich. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a real good point for everything. 3-0 doesn't, ref- the scoreline doesn't reflect the game, really. Uh, I suppose it reflects the finishing more than anything else. Yeah. But yeah, look, that puts United into sixth, back in the top six, Will. I believe it's sixth, yeah. And this is, I'm pretty sure Ten Hag was very close to getting sacked earlier on this year. Oh yeah, one more loss, I think, and he was gone. <laughs> so they're, they're back, they're above Newcastle, they're above Brighton, they're above, I mean, I, I will say, Will, I did, didn't I say Brighton West Ham, they're in very well, there's always Brighton West Ham, and they don't have the, the what other teams have in terms of squad, in terms of the money, they always fall away. Like, I mean, it was always going to happen. So, I mean, United are always going to climb up ahead of those teams, and that's where they're at now. I guess people are annoyed that they're not kind of in the title race. Technically, they are only six points off top. So that's two wins. And people are losing all the time. <laughs> two wins, yeah. But uh, it's, it's uh, maybe just a feeling. Speaking of a, of a feeling, Arsenal, they, didn't, they weren't as good as last year. Well, that's, that was just agreed upon. That was just an agreed thing that was true. That uh, Arsenal were not the same team. They caught everyone the hop. They got a lucky run the start. They're finished, you know. Maybe they'll get fourth if they're lucky. Yeah. Uh, and last week I jokingly said Man City and Liverpool will draw, and of course Arsenal will beat Brentford, and uh, they'll be back top. And that's exactly what happened. Well, I did not think that was going to happen because I have been conditioned to say, of course they're not going to not going to win against Brentford. How could they? <laughs> Brentford, for God's sake! 
What is it with Arsenal and overperforming teams that play in red and white and having the inexplicable rivalry to these teams over like nothing? <laughs> is it because they see Arsenal as the red and white team and go, we should be the red and white team? How come Arsenal <laughs> yeah. are known as a red and white team? We should be a red and white team. What about us? I did see uh, coming into the game, it might have been Arsenal, some social media team, of it might have been BT or something, yeah. had a little video of like clips from Arsenal Brentford and then it showed the Tony tweet like kick back with the boys <laughs> and then it showed the Gabrielle tweet with kick about with the boys. Yeah. I saw someone commented saying they should mention Ivan Tony's tweet about it being a kick about with the boys again. <laughs> yeah, that's what the whole rivalry is based on. That yeah. one tweet and it was also in the documentary I think. I didn't ever watch the documentary yeah. but it was in that where they he put it up on the dressing room wall. It's like they're laughing at us boys. That's what they think of us. A joke. Which it, I guess it works to an extent but now we have this like one of the most boring rivalries, you know, a very rich uh, team in London versus a like overperforming, like underdog team, and one uh, idiot liar in Ivan. <laughs> yeah, who's not even there at the moment? <laughs> Ivan, the terrible liar. <laughs> you know, he, he had this tweet, which was just, again just one of a catalog of poorly thought out things that he's done in his life. <laughs> you know and now there's this rivalry where we all hate each other it's like it's so manufactured in my opinion I don't think there really is that hatred between them like the no. Stoke thing which I was referring to earlier was based on that Shawcross broke Ramsey's leg and people booed him and you ruined <laughs> Shawcross's career because of this <laughs> yeah. you know and, and to be fair at the time when England were like in between teams they were like there was the end of Terry and, and Ferdinand Shawcross probably should have got more caps I think got one cap for England in that whole time. Do you want his one cap was, Will? Ooh, Govard. Uh Remember that bicycle kick that Ibrahim did from the halfway line or whatever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was his one cap. <laughs> Where was he? <laughs> I think he scored like a hatchet that game as well. It was, it was, but to be fair, it was Shawcross and Stephen Cocker with the two centre-backs. So, I mean, <laughs> Ibrahim had a field day, you know, like if he'd <laughs> If you're going to blood in, you know, young centre backs, you have to have them along with someone who's who's been experienced. But whatever, that was England back then, um, and that's what that rivalry is from. You know, like Arsenal were this like complainers. You know, got, they 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 got some trouble for breaking the guy's leg. You know, and now everyone thinks this is the bad guys now. You know, which then they would <laughs> oh. <laughs> go on to lean into for the rest of their time in the Premier League. But yeah, this, this whole Brentford thing um, last year was kind of. The, the Tony goal that was offside and VAR forgot to draw the line or whatever, that kind of added to it a bit, but that was more of a VAR thing. That wasn't like, oh, damn yeah. you, Brentford. Like, Brentford tried to score a goal, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's literally what you'd expect nothing less from a team than to try and score a goal, you know? That was more yeah. of a VAR thing, but, yeah, it's, it's uh, look, it's a fixture. It's on TV, so they're going to make a thing out of us, you know? They really are. Super Sunday. Um, And, like, Arsenal had a load of chances in that game. Uh, Jesus... Had a free header. I mean, it wasn't a lot of pace in the ball. It headed right at the goalie, and then Trossard kind of came in and bundled the keep over. I was like, well, that's a free out, definitely. Like, you can't be doing that to keep goalkeepers. That was fine. He was like a marginally offside, so that was discounted. But other than that, didn't have really any uh, other close moments. And then time for uh, Kai Havertz, the goal machine off the bench, <laughs> to, to come on and uh, get the winner. And uh, we were on top of this before. Well, they've started this Anthony Martial-like chant for him. Uh, 60 million down the drain. Havertz scores again. I was like, again? <laughs> you know, I can think of the Bournemouth goal. And I can think of uh, 
hmm, what are the goals he scored for Arsenal this year? You know, I mean, it's it's very Anthony Martial. Like, don't start singing that. Honestly, give it <laughs> give it five years, and then you can look back gleefully at the at the waste of money thing. Okay, because right now he hasn't repaid anything in my mind. Yeah, and like the the Martial chance started because when he first came in, he was a house on fire. He was scoring every week. So, of course, the United fans are like, this is unbelievable, he's worth every penny. But as time's gone on, the value's evened out. Probably <laughs> like, I'm not too sure anymore. Yeah. But again, it's either, you can sing it if he's banging him in every game, yeah. or if it's five years down the line. <laughs> yeah, and it's worked out kind of great. But I mean, and the Martial thing was weird as well, because with all the contract stuff was leaked, you know, it was like, if he wins a Ballon d'Or. Yeah, that was the big one. It was like, if he scores X amount of goals, if he does, if they win the league, which at the time night hadn't done for like a couple of years, you're like, oh, that's a bit much, you know. And it's like, <laughs> if he wins the Ballon d'Or, you're like, if he wins the what? You know? <laughs> yeah. And also the chant was, the chant was based off, that was the back page of one of the papers was what a waste of money and a picture of Martial. I don't think that was ever a, a, pe- a back page for Kai Havertz. <laughs> Well, uh, print media is dead. They're like, yeah, in know. this economy, that's about <laughs> what he'd go for. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the back pages are still a thing. I don't know if they even do that match today. They, they preview the back pages. It's more uh, the preview, uh, United Trey. Watch United Trey's tweets and drafts this <laughs> this week. Because uh, certain people on, on Twitter were saying Havertz is a, is a, is, that's way too much for him. What's he going to add to this? And I remember, I, I remember that uh, I, I referenced that article on Reuters <laughs> talking about... <laughs> How <laughs> Howard's is is in the Jesus model of like bring other people into play kind of thing. I was like, yeah, that's a bit of a stretch, but I'll I'll, I'll read it anyways. I, I I don't know. It's it's just it's it's great he came out with the goal, but uh, I don't think it's going to work out, especially as a striker or goal scorer. I think no. As again, it's that thing where it's like, yeah, it works now, but if they were to sign Ivan Tony or someone whose whole thing is I stay up here and I score goals. You're never going to see Havertz in that role again. No, if they were to sign Tony in January, that'd be the end of Havertz as a, a false nine or whatever the fuck going to call it. You know what I mean, that would just be <laughs> yeah. it. Like, okay, right. Now you you have an option. You can be a, a better version of Ozil or you can be like, you know, try and be like Odegaard. But like, you know, you're going to be second fiddle to whoever's in the field. Like, I mean, it, w- it will be a waste of money if they get a striker in, essentially. Yeah. It'll exactly. be a, a stopgap that didn't really even yeah. work out as, as that. You know, unless he was to become a midfielder and and start playing completely differently but yeah look I don't know it's uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it well I'm getting angry about win <laughs> I should be enjoying the moment enjoying three points yeah, you're forgetting top the table let that just that's that's all that's all we know right now we don't know what's going to happen we can guess and we can probably have a really good guess what's going to happen next but right now Will all I know <laughs> is that Arsenal top the table it's a good it's a good week but this is the thing, that's a, a, the clearest sign of improvement for Arsenal that there is possibly, is that they're top of the table, and it's not a huge news story. It's just like, yeah, yeah that makes sense, they've been playing well, and this is about their level. That's yeah. mad to think a few years ago. They hadn't been in the Champions League for like how many years, like, you know, and now like top yeah. table is like, yeah, no, look, that's how, that's how the cookies crumble this week, you know, Arsenal are top, and that's normal, you know. <laughs> yeah. Madness. Um... The one other thing on that Arsenal thing is the goalie situation, which uh, I don't know. It's it is a bit of a mess. I will say it's a bit of a mess. I mean, Raya wasn't playing that game because he's only on loan from Brentford, and as we know, you can't play loan players against their parent club. Uh, 
usually it's like an 18 year old winger so it's not the end of the world <laughs> for yeah. this time not your starting goalie yeah. <laughs> not your starting 25 year old goalie who's on load uh, and of course Ramdell comes in and uh, has to has to do a job he had one moment where he, he nearly messed up and uh, mm. Rice on the line saved him he puts the ball down do that thing where there's two defenders each side the box he plays it out to Gabriel. No, I think he gives the ball to Gabriel to take the kick out. And Gabriel, like, hurriedly puts down kicks back to Ramsdale. Ram's like, oh, shit, I thought we were, okay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and as he's thinking about this, someone comes in and he goes to kick it and he stutters and goes, am I going to pull it back? Or, oh no, what am I doing here? Put it in the category of dummies himself. You yeah. know, stubs his foot in the ground, essentially. <laughs> Not good. And again, like we mentioned, this is a fellow who this, I think this interview was last year, but it's popped up again in the last few weeks yeah. of him openly talking about how he struggles to pay attention for like 10 minutes at a time during a game. Don't say that if you're the goalkeeper, especially if you're prone to an error every now and then. Yeah. And it was only, I think it was, I don't know who won it off. Maybe Mbisa, Mbisa took it off and then we kept Mbrenu and then just going in right straight off the line. And uh, no one even shout at him. Yeah, no, everyone just like he just like you know he's gave, been uh, through enough. Rice a fist bump, and everyone's getting fist bump. People just didn't, the other players didn't get his face. They're like, all right, let's just let's play this corner. You know, let's let's, <laughs> let's defend this one. one mention it. <laughs> <laughs> We're all thinking it, lads. Don't say it. <laughs> no one needs to say it. It's it's unsaid. Okay, that was a big well, mistake. Someone, we missed this last week. Yeah, I actually meant to bring it up. Someone who did not leave it unsaid. Did you see Ramsdale's father's comments to the media last week? Who was this? Gary Neville? Who, who said it first? He was, was talking this? to uh, he, was, he was talking to the Highbury Squad podcast. Uh, oh, he came on a podcast? I thought you were talking about the tweet. No, what was the tweet? Uh, Gary Neville tweeted about this, or, or Carragher I think it was, tweet like, this is a problem of Arteta's own making. And then he tweeted him back going, have been a class like my son or whatever. <laughs> It was actually, I think it was, the, the, you know, when he applauded, and then Carrie was like, this is desperate, this is pathetic, whatever, you know, like, had a go at him. And then Ramsdale's dad tweeted him back, saying, you're pathetic, what were you spitting people's faces? I know, he said something like, <laughs> yeah, I did see that. But that wasn't all he said. He's yeah. a star now, so, yeah. he's a podcaster, just like us. Exactly, so he went on an Arsenal podcast, an Arsenal-adjacent podcast. One of the many. And he was asked about uh, his son being dropped for Ray and how it all went down. He said, and I quote, we did not have a clue uh, Ramsdale was going to be dropped. I didn't have a clue. Our family didn't have a clue. Aaron didn't have a clue. He was not going to carry on playing. All of a sudden, he's not being played. You just have to look at it personally. And I'm probably saying a bit too much, but Aaron is going to be the cup goalkeeper. And Ray is going to be the main man unless something happens. Aaron's got to live with that. And he is living with that, even though he's not been told it by anybody. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that we, that we can all uh, guess that. This whole thing of like, oh, we're going to switch goalies and change well, a fluid goalkeeping system, uh, even in-game. Yeah. We're going to waste one of our five subs on the goalie, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then he just dropped Ramsdale and he's going to be the cup keeper. Yeah, he hasn't said that, but I think we can all ascertain that unless something happens like, you know, you play at the club you're on loan from, then you're back in. And now you might think... Uh... Well, look, Ramsdale's a professional, you know, he knows these things happen. He's probably, he's probably fine with it, you know. We see him clapping. It's always, hey, look, he's dealing with it fine. Yeah. Uh, Ramsdale's dad said, David Rea, David Rea has not been pulled up trees so far. Let's say it. He's not going to. Even though the way it's been done, in my eyes, it's wrong. 
my son has lost his smile. <laughs> yeah. Um, I be fair, I think it, it is. It's a tricky situation for for Arteta. The biggest thing is that he's English. First of all, that's. I think let's just put that out there. They're like, yeah. If this was David Rea and Berlino, and Berlino had the great season, and it was dropped, and David Rea is coming in, like, yeah, it's just like always been dropped, you know. But because it's like, you know, he's English and he, he might be the next England goalkeeper if he's in a great Arsenal side, you know, because they're the. Other people are uh, Nick Pope for Newcastle and uh, Pickford, Pickford for Everton. So, like, he's the best English goalkeeper playing at a top club. So, it's like, oh, maybe he might be there for England, you know. But it, really, he would have displaced Pickford by now if he was that good. You know, yeah, he's, exactly. He, the thing for Pickford is he's not that good. And I think I'd have looked at the squad and he went, right, what is an area that, that needs improving? And we actually can. He probably looked at Jesus when we could do some better than him, but I mean, you know, that's hard to come by. Goalies, though, I mean, is that somewhere we can improve? The other issue that might be our test fault is that David Raya probably isn't that much better. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, like it's guess like the whole Kenny, uh, Stephen Kenny thing. It's like, should we sack him if there's no one better? It's like, well, we know that he isn't good enough, so maybe we should try something else. Because we know one thing for sure, that this guy probably isn't as good as, say, you know, an Allison, a Donnarumma, yeah, uh, all black. You know, is David Raya remains to be seen. You know, we know, we but we know for a fact this guy isn't. So, like, if you consider that he's improvement, we should improve us. And if if not, you just wait until something like that comes along, and then Ramsdale lets in a goal. I don't know. You know, like I don't think Ramsdale's in bad. That's that's the result. Yeah, I think the whole David Raya on loan thing as well also added a kind of wrinkle to it that's like why is why did you do that why don't you just go out and buy a regal goalkeeper if you, if you can but if not then you know keep him in there but yeah I, I, I don't know it's uh, it's a bit of a mess but yeah I don't know but don't think about it I know I did it again I did it. <laughs> <laughs> but hey Ram's got a clean sheet <laughs> you got a clean sheet top and a win top of the table clean top sheet. of the table clean sheet what more do you want Oh my god! It's just it's it's hard to like break these kind of toxic uh, habits, you know. <laughs> yeah. What's the point though? You know, what's the point? No, stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Come on, come on! Be positive, positivity. And look on that positivity uh, wave, will run. Uh, not only did mm-hmm. Arsenal and United win, City and Liverpool drew with each other. Amazing! <laughs> Does it get any better? <laughs> <laughs> what a week! <laughs> Yeah, Haaland uh, did his best Jew Bellingham impression, uh, scored a goal in a game, uh, <laughs> and he broke records. He's fastest to 50 goals in the Premier League. Yep. He beats uh, Alan Shearer, Andy Cole, uh, all the songs from the Bobby, all the people from the Bobby Mazzor- Bobby's Amore song. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, he's a freak, Will. What can you say? He's outrageous. Even his goal... Um, his technique is crazy because he had to like, it, it's like, don't even know how to describe it. It's like he was like real hunched down and had to like mm. just strike the ball low. But he's so tall that when he did it, it looked weird. <laughs> it's like, yeah. how is he contorting his body like this while running at full speed? Textbook finish. Head, head yeah. over the ball. Keep it, keep your head, eyes on the ball. Keep it low. Bottom corner, you know, but when he has his 62, 63, he's so hunched over, you know, and he's so broad <laughs> as well. It's like, it looks like kind of uh, you know when you you uh, deep fake something into someone scoring a goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like this doesn't. He didn't score that goal. That's that. That's fake. 
<laughs> you know, um, one lad like sent me a video of a street shark doing that today. A street shark scoring a penalty I, goal. I, I followed that shark today on Instagram. <laughs> I saw him going up and down a half pipe. <laughs> he did something sick stuff, man. That shark. <laughs> but that's what remind me of that 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 sick street shark scoring a penalty, not to be denied. Uh, will Liverpool got to go back? I, well, I think it was last week or two weeks ago. I said that Reese James was clear of uh, of Alexander Arnold. I stand by that because <laughs> because Will scoring a goal uh, on the edge of the box does not make you a better defender. Uh, yeah, that's true. Like he was getting cooked. Well, once again, Chef Doku back in the kitchen. Yeah, Master Chef was back. <laughs> <laughs> Master Chef experts Doku was back to absolutely cook Alexander Arnold. I mean, they they knew that before the game and they had two men on him. Yeah. Um, it actually reminded me of when I was watching Napoli versus Real Madrid and they had two men on Viscus and two men on uh, Kravetskis. Uh, <laughs> Good effort. <laughs> thanks, man. They had two men on Salah and they had two men on Doku, you know. But I mean, Doku was causing a lot of hassle down that wing and it was like very obvious that like, you know, Salah's like, you know, one of the all-time top goal scorers in the Premier League and he, he probably finished pretty close up there, you know. Yeah. Doku was his first season, you know. <laughs> yeah. And they had two men, like they just knew, like Alexander Arnold cannot mark this guy. Like, there's no scenario where we're going to leave this guy one on one. Which I mean, it's fair. I'm not saying Doku doesn't deserve that, but like you know, to then score the goal and shush the crowd, it's like, well, <laughs> it was it was like when Maguire what are you shushing them for. <laughs> it's like when Maguire cupped his ears after scoring that goal against like Andorra. It's like you're a bad defender. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what, this is what it's. It's not about that you can't score goals. Obviously, you can score a lot of goals, but like. It's your overall game is poor. Like, they were toying with playing in midfield. You were so bad defending. You know, like, it's... But, yeah, look, 1-1, one, one, um, they draw. And uh, mm-hmm. the funniest thing, I suppose, it was after the game, when Darren Nunez had something to say about Pep. God knows <laughs> what was going through Darren Nunez's head, or what, what, what gripe he had. Because nothing kind of yeah. happened before that. But he had something to say to him anyways. Yeah, you have to wonder what it was. I wonder if, like, did Pep do his usual condescending thing directly to him, because that would send you mad. Maybe he was shouting instructions like, this guy's not going to score, like, playing from the front or something. Like, something like, you know. Yeah, maybe not, yeah. Maybe not he's going to score, but, like, he, he could see how uh, Man City were tactically setting up against him, and he was like, oh, this is bullshit. Like, I can score, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I know I didn't in this game, but I'm, I can. <laughs> didn't you see me score two against Newcastle? Yeah, that was me, by the way. Yeah, it was a few weeks ago, but I still have it. You know, maybe it was a perceived slight rather than a, something that was actually said. Because Pep seemed yeah. kind of like shocked by us, you know. But uh, yeah, we, we'll play the clip. But after the game, he, he was asked about it. Can you just clarify what um, happened at the end with you and, and Darwin Nunez? Nothing happened. Emo- but Pep had to sort of, sorry, Jürgen had to sort of take him, take him away. Was so it just emotions running high? He's just stronger than me. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, no, nothing happened. But, but, we, but you know, listen, frustra- you're frustrated though. Listen, no, it's not frustration for that. I'm really pleased. <coughs> so the second question at the press conference, you talk about that, we are not in the good side, honestly. So maybe for the last question, they asked me about Darby Nunez and Pep Guardiola, I'm going to answer, nothing happened. So I'm incredibly pleased about the performance we played because we know exactly in seven years, eight years here, how tough they are, how good team. Yeah, so happy. <laughs> A very happy man for someone who's always angry. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess like we frustrated. Like I know this trap. 
don't don't say <laughs> pep frustrated and draw pep music and i know what you're trying to do reporter you know i'm happy actually print that the steam comes out of bald man's ears as he's fuming after result <laughs> yeah says he's frustrated you know admits frustration pep admits frustration as one one draw. like you know it writes itself and he knows whereas he goes i'm happy print that pep happy after one one draw Mm, that doesn't work. Is he crazy? Question mark. <laughs> Pep losing his mind. That's just that's what, that's why we love Pep. You know this kind of content that he provides. Yeah, they were. It was a one-one draw, but could have been a different result if not for uh, an intervention from VAR, which stopped. Yes, a perfectly good goal, uh, as it is one to do. Yeah, Allison, uh, the only world-class keeper in the goal. So the only the only world-class keeper in the world. Some would say. Uh, had a bit of a flap at it, Will. He mm. uh, had a bit of a flap at it and uh, managed to let the ball go through his hands and then Diaz poked it in. But Akanji was interfering with him. I guess it's the it's contact rule, you know? Like, it's the same as the Martial thing. Like, there's contact and he drops the ball. Then, logically, the only logical thing that, that happened is that he must have put him off. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, it seemed harsh. It seemed a bit harsh. Uh, Liv Varpool, of course, was was uh, getting a few getting a few uh, mentions on, on X, which is funny because like it was a VAR ruling against Man City, <laughs> the club known for cheating and VAR and all these things. Uh, well, that's just them covering their tracks. Will as we all know, exactly. That's that's, <laughs> that's how deep the conspiracy goes. They're giving small things like that. Uh, notice how they didn't lose the game; they only drew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, see how this works. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is kind of this kind of conspiracy stuff that's going online. But uh, it's the kind of thing that you see before VAR as well. If a goalie was touched at all, d- d- despite the, that goalie's reputation or how much it looked like they just dropped the ball, uh, they would get the free out. So not much has changed in that in that regard. But uh, it does mean that uh, they both drew, uh, shared the spoils, and uh, Arsenal top. Will there you go again? That's all that matters. That's all that matters. And in a week where. Uh there was a good use of VAR in the United game, and then maybe that use where it's like, uh, wouldn't mind hearing the tapes to that one, hearing the <laughs> dazzes and bazzes. Um, there's been some changes behind the scenes, or they're trying to implement some changes, which might be the reason why things seem to be moving a little bit more efficiently, mm. maybe. <laughs> that and all the the international pressure, I'd say, probably doesn't uh, help. Yeah. Either. So uh, PGMOL have drafted in British Airways pilots to help it says here end VAR communication chaos. <laughs> that seems like a bit much, even even though I do agree that seems a bit much. It was a bit chaotic. When you think of the tapes again, it was a lot of shouting, a lot of panting. Yeah, so it says here uh, the group gave a presentation to officials on the need for clarity, accuracy, minimal syllables, no padding, <laughs> and no more of the well done boys, good process, cheers mate, informality. <laughs> <laughs> the good process which is probably the most official thing that they did is yeah. the biggest Pat thing. each other on the back. <laughs> yeah, it part of the back for getting it wrong. It's just, it's the worst thing you can do, you know. Good process, boys. Yeah, so the, it makes sense that they're bringing in pilots. It seems odd, but if you think about it, if you're talking to air traffic control and you're saying, Baz, am I good to go? And he goes, yeah. And then you're coming in and you see there's a plane there. You go, Baz, you said good. He's like, oh, I thought you meant like you're good to start coming in. Sorry, Daz. And then the other guy's like, good process. That's what VAR is like, where no one actually knows what anyone is saying. So they're trying to implement. Baz, there's nuclear missiles on this plane. There's nuclear missiles on this plane, okay? Take it serious. Baz, 
were you coming in the left side of the airport or the right? No, no, your left. Oh, right. No, that's right to me, you see. That's what I was thinking. So that's the type of thing. That, that got, I'm sure there was one or two mistakes in the beginning of air traffic control. And they said, all right, time to stop that. Yeah. And I'd say now they drafted him in. So hopefully fix out the, the VAR talk, which means the next few tapes, we'll see if it works. It'd be interesting if the next few tapes are just one and two word answers, 20 seconds. That's it. Yeah. Um, and you might say, well, what do airline pilots know about football? And that would say, as much as Premier League referees. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> I like the idea. Imagine the next tape where it goes, uh, Gold does, and he goes, no, thanks, done. <laughs> <laughs> Negatory. Mate. But just, uh, I think we, we've had a bit of success, Will, recently, when we, uh, it's crazy, I know, but when we do, like, research for the pods, and we, like, look mm, things people up. People like it. People love that shit. I don't know, like, it's crazy, but they they seem to really uh, gravitate, that kind of stuff. So you've done a bit of research yourself uh, this week. Yes. Um, because, like we were saying, the, the narrative, if you want to call it that. Uh, that's how you for, want to say that word? If that's how you want to say that word. Arsenal were not the same team. Uh, City, I'm not sure what the the, uh, the take on City was. United are obviously struggling, floundering. Yeah. Um, and we think of, of 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 last year, United were motoring. You know, the, mm. Ten Hag had turned all around. There's that one bad game against Brentford start of the season, and then he had just found the team's inner mojo and was just really like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. Uh, and Arsenal were, I think. It felt like they were unbeaten, but they they must have lost a game or so. I don't know, but they were so much better. They're like this is a crazy, unexpected run for the title for Arsenal. They're amazing. They're playing so well. His use is as good as Hal and all this kind of stuff. You know, um, it was a very different season. To this very season. different season. Uh, we're what, we're thirteen games in, so we're like just about a third in the season. So we're, you know, a lot has been said already. We think about it, we haven't played that many games. Um, you, you've had a look at the table this year and last year. Yes, so I have uh, the top six after 13 games uh, for n- this year and last year. So you can see how different things actually are and how different the start of these team seasons have been. Yeah. One, cha- one place where there's no change, top of the table, Arsenal both times. Yeah. But it, yeah. Arsenal are four points worse off this season. So that sounds about right. That's fair then. Yeah, I yeah. guess they pro- that is probably what lost the game and drew game more than they did last year. Yeah, so last year at this stage they had 34 points, won 11, drawn one, lost one. Now this season, won nine, draw three, lost one. Yeah, so a bit more draws, I guess, is the, the issue. But uh, it's all just... Uh, I guess so if they had, the, if they had done, done that this year, they'd be so far ahead. Yeah. Which it is they were as well. last year, weren't they? Uh, last year they were two points clear. At this point, this year they are one point clear. <laughs> so, the, not much yeah. difference at all. <laughs> really, very similar, but the whole uh, kind of representation of their season has been completely different. It's funny as well if you think about like the the deal made about you know Ramsdale out, get a new keeper in. Right? Yeah, yeah. The whole the grand scheme of this will fix things. Their goals against um, at this stage last season. They've conceded 11 goals. This season, they've conceded 10 goals. <laughs> so all of the goalkeeper talk 
has made one goal in the difference. Also, there was a, a, a strange period there where Ted decided he's going to drop Gabrielle as well. And then yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> what the hell just, was that about? <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking that week. I don't know. Like, you have no one better than him. I don't know what that was about. But I guess he's back in the team and we can see the less, one less goal. So, yeah. on we go. In second place, then, uh, this season is Man City. Yeah. 29 points. Uh, at this stage last season, also second, 32 points. So, they are three points worse off. Um, yeah. So yeah, one ten drawn two, lost one last season, and then this season one nine drawn two, lost two. But no one's saying it's a disaster because it's city and they just won the treble. So there's this exactly. kind of like like trust, and then they're like, well, they'll turn around. Like don't yeah. don't don't feel sorry for them. You know they're they're fine. If it was one point in the difference, say if Arsenal were one point behind City, I don't think anyone is saying like, oh, they'll turn it around. They're saying no. As good as last year, you're in bits, lads. <laughs> Yeah, you you want a big head start to beat City. That's like because the last time someone beat them was was Liverpool, and they just completely buried them, like ran yeah. away with it at the start. And that's the only time someone has actually won. If you leave enough space, you even ten points, they'll get you. They will <laughs> yeah. draw you back in. So you need a huge lead. So that's I guess what people are saying is like, well, you got to have fifteen points lead before we start believing you. Yeah, uh, here's where things do start to change up a bit. Okay. So uh, in third place this season is Liverpool. They're mm-hmm. on 28 points. They're only two points off top. Yeah. It's very tight, I will say, in the top six. Yeah. Uh, yes, Liverpool are in third. This stage last year, Newcastle, or Liverpool are nowhere to be seen in this top six table. Really? <laughs> I don't know where they were. Yeah, I think they might have been down in ninth or tenth at this stage. Yeah. They were riddled with injuries. Uh, it was Newcastle who were in third at this stage last year. Mm. And people were saying, wow, Newcastle might win the league. <laughs> it's a weird season. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was my take was like that Arsenal will come second to Newcastle of like oh you've, <laughs> yeah. you've done it again just like Leicester uh, and this year I thought they might actually win the league and they've completely fallen away so it, it's all like uh, well I guess the only difference is that I keep back at Newcastle and they keep letting me down is all that happens <laughs> yeah. well now they're like a big Champions League team like they've had huge yeah. games in the Champions League they're in the group of death that we talked about yeah. so it's just a different beast for them this year of trying to keep up in the league like massively emotionally draining games against Dortmund and yeah. PSG and AC Milan like these are like the bit like for some of those players these are the nights they'll remember for their entire career it's all happening in the one Champions League season like it's all and I will say we didn't even mention it Newcastle beat Chelsea 4-1 this week <laughs> yes yes we, we, we kind of skimmed over that but I mean yeah it was, it was a, so they could easily be back yeah um, so then we get to Fort. This is an interesting one. So Fort this season right now is Aston Villa on 28 points as well. So, you yeah. know, just a few points off top for Aston Villa. Yeah. Seems mad that no one's mentioned that. Emery's revenge is coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this stage last year, it was Tottenham Hotspur who were in Fort. They had just fallen off. Uh, they were, the in the first few weeks, they were who were going to win the league. You know, Conte's team, this is it. They are exactly the same as last year. 26 points, 26 points. Um, and goal difference-wise, they have scored one more goal. They have nine goal difference. No, sorry. They have eight goal difference this year, nine last year. So pretty much identical, but a totally different opinion on Spurs, I think, at the moment. I know a lot of it down to, to Ange Postecoglou at his exactly, uh, yeah. charming interviews. It's so if someone who speaks English as a first language is giving interviews, your club will have a completely different uh, kind of perspective. And and Conte, it wasn't he wasn't doing half of the interviews that that uh, Postecoglou yeah. was doing. I don't think 
Conte did many interviews with Spurs TV at all. Whereas no, he never had to sit down with Carragher and Neville or any of those. No, no, he was not Irish any of that. Like, is that in my contract after this? No, but it might be a nice thing to do. It's like, well, that, 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 that. <laughs> you had me at no, it's not. So <laughs> he wasn't very uh, personal, personal like that, I guess. So it's uh, it's all about the the kind of face of the club and who who's facing it. And I guess it was just the belief. It was like Conte was, was I don't even remember the time I started last season being good at the start were they good at the it start was, it was when the season started I think they might have won like the first game or second game and it was just the feeling going into the season the like, murder oh, runs the yeah. murder runs jeez Kane is, Kane as always I remember last yeah. season as well Son came out, I think he had a hernia or some mad injury that he was just playing yeah. through all year couldn't score a goal and now he's flying it but yeah it's mad. but also that's another thing no Harry Kane no difference <laughs> Yeah, well, this is it. I mean, they've just got their their three losses in a row at the end yeah. versus the draws and losses. How many draws and losses did they have last year? Uh, last year they had eight wins, two draws, four losses. And this year they have eight wins, two draws, three losses. Uh, so they played a game more at this stage last year. Yeah, and the draws didn't seem like defeats this year for some reason. Yes. Because it was like, they're building something. Don't worry. Yeah, keep going. It's happening. That's a point on the board. It was last year's like, oh, this looked like a a bad loss. They didn't really threaten the goal at all. I don't know what they're building yeah. here, you know. So the, it, it can be perceived. Other times it can be like in front of your eyes and go, well, that looks like a team trying to score. This is like a team trying to defend three games yeah. of the season, you know. Yeah, there is. you get a lot more leeway when it's like, okay, we lost that to a last-minute winner, but by God, we were trying <laughs> the whole time to score goals. Yeah. Whereas you if you park the bus after the first minute and lose the game... Why did we do that? We could have won that game, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, you know? Yeah. Who's to say? And then we get to uh, fifth. So this year it's Tottenham. They're in fifth. Yeah. Um, 26 points. This is last year. Fifth was Man United on mm. 23 points. Man United this season, 24 points. They're a point better off this season than they were at this stage last year. And again... The mood is totally different around the club in the opposite way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're I, a club in turmoil. I said last year was, was last year's first season or second season? First season. Uh, Ten Hag. First year forever because just the coverage <laughs> has been just so much. Yeah. Uh, so last season was the season with Brentford coming in, Ronaldo leaving in the middle of the season. Yeah. Ronaldo was still there at this stage last year. He was refusing to be subbed off or whatever the hell he was doing. <laughs> Crazy. Jesus, that, that seems longer ago than last year. It, it was just before the World Cup. At this stage, Ronaldo yes. had just done the interview. The and United are a point better off this season than they were last year. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, a lot of carnage last year. This year is just kind of, I guess, a lot of carnage this year too with the fucking the Greenwood stuff, the Sancho exactly. stuff. It's been a you, circus. You have to think it's an absolute circus. I, like, I think we've said before in the pod, that it must be the most difficult job in the world, like being a manager there. Not because of like the team run, but it's because of everything else going on. Yeah, the spotlight, like, it's just, the microscope is just so intense. Because yeah. I think if you remember last year as well, after the Brentford game, Ten Hag did like a 20-minute sit-down talk with Neville and Carragher, where they like grilled him like, what, like how are you going to implement your style of play with this bunch of clowns in the team and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, Jesus Christ, I, I'm still struggling with that kind of information that's only last year. It feels like at least like it's year three or four, maybe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And, like, again, 
this stage, Ten Hag has already, it seems like, survived his first real brush with getting sacked. And it's 13 games of the season. And now, I think United have won four the last five. At this stage last year, they had drawn one, drawn one, lost the last five. So, Yeah. Sixth place this year is Man United. Sixth place last year was little old Brighton. Brighton, yeah. Who have unfortunately started to fall away, I think. Yeah, uh, but Ferguson got another goal, Will. Mm-hmm. Another record good. breaker. He he broke uh, Wayne Rooney's uh, teenage uh, calendar year record. Uh, bit of a stretch, I would say, uh, <laughs> but still a record that stood yeah. and now stands with Evan Ferguson. Yeah, that's how we judge players by the calendar year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were used to it with the Ballon d'Or, but uh, now it's more kind of season to season. But no, like he, he scored a goal, uh, and then Yao Pedro came on and scored two goals. Which mm. I thought that's what's going to happen. It's going to be like a fight between these two strikers, but uh, they've had a lot of injuries themselves. Yeah, and uh, European football. European football. It, it happened to. I can think of so many teams from Burnley to Aston Villa to Newcastle. Yeah. You get in that Europe League when you're just below that level of, of having, you know... Two squads. Two squads, essentially. And uh, it's just too many games. Too much yeah. happening. And uh, I, I would be surprised if they finished where they finished last year. Yeah. So there you go. There is the uh, last year's top six versus this year. The real takeaway is not that different for most teams. <laughs> no, I I mean, the, I suppose the thing is, is is how it's perceived, I guess. A lot of times it's down to how you're playing. Look at, at Spurs kind of attacking open football where like they concede four against Chelsea and they got applauded because like this yeah. is what he wants versus Conte who was getting results but I think people looked at it and thought this isn't going to work this you is know? yeah I can see where this is going <laughs> it's not like to win we're not going to win the league with this guy it's going to be the no. opposite if we're going to hang on for points this early on the season it's not going to work yeah. whereas Ange has actually said to people don't think about that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't you dare think about how this is going to work out. May, you know? are you joking me? It's tough enough doing it week to week here. <laughs> and celebrate, celebrate Halloween first, you know? Then we'll talk about Christmas. But don't be talking about, you know, the summer. Come on. So, like we said as well, their season has unfortunately unraveled in the three games since the Chelsea thing based off the injuries and no Romero. Yeah. And it's just, it's falling apart so quickly. Yeah. Uh, but the injuries and the suspension haven't helped them at all. I mean, in terms of, say, United's thing, it was breath of fresh air. A manager who has a plan, he's changing things. The Ronaldo thing, in terms of controversy, helped because people felt he handled it well and they wanted him out. The Greenwood controversy did not help because he Mm, wanted him in. (laughs) (laughs) The Sanchez thing also was like, okay, this has happened a lot now that you keep keeping people out, so who's the problem here? It's like if... You know, everyone you meet every day is an asshole, you know, exactly that kind of thing. So it's all, I guess, time and, and, uh, I guess the, the, the surrounding variables to it, but, uh, very similar to last year, but I guess it's not how you start, it's how you finish, you know, exactly. will, the, will, will this be the top six by the end of the year? I would be surprised if it is. Definitely not. I would say, yeah, we are a third of the way through the season. Well, how do you think it's going to? Shake out now. Are you any closer to seeing what's going to happen? I mean, I feel even more lost than ever, to be honest. Yeah, this it seems like we talk about this every time. We always get fooled by the city run where it's like, maybe this is the year where that <laughs> draw actually mattered. Well, <laughs> 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 I know, I still think it'll be cities. Um, and again, when January comes along, 
they'll buy some unbelievable fun vac you've never heard of who's going to put in a 10 out of 10 every week. It's just, I don't know. I don't, I can never see past C. Yeah. Well, that's news actually that we, we it happened a few years ago. Uh, the, the Premier League had a vote, Will. Did you see this? I did see that, yeah. Uh, this really rates to Newcastle and their uh, Arabian ties, Will. <laughs> yeah. Um, for those who haven't heard it, you, you might have seen if you go back to the summer when they sold Alan San Maxima um, for a little for a little under how much they bought Harry Barnes for, uh, <laughs> just about <laughs> just just a little bit around. I mean, again, they're not going to do the exact amount. That'd be too obvious. We'll do it close to it, but uh, yeah, someone wanted Alan San Maxima in Saudi Arabia, and they were managed to buy Harry Barnes that money, balancing the books nicely. Everton take yep. notes, you know, uh, but. I guess people thought that's kind of a problem. It could be a problem down the road. This kind of like connection to different clubs, like you just offload your, your players you don't want and get someone else in. Uh, and as we said, Newcastle are struggling a bit more, a bit more than they were last year. Mm-hmm. We but, can do with uh, some players from a certain league. Do with some players, a player full of, of, uh, of talented players who are, who have been on holiday uh, for the whole season, who are like a new signing. Uh, <laughs> that was, there was a vote in the Premier League to stop that, I think, wasn't it? It was a vote uh, for, you yeah. could loan players from a club you also owned, was that what it was? Yeah, it's uh, the vote was for a temporary ban on loan deals between associated clubs for the January window. So it was clubs saying, look, let's just ban it for now and then we'll work out well, how is this actually going to work. A very and specific Newcastle ban, to be honest. Like For yeah. this particular window for a club you owed, it's like, who else is in that category? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so... Uh, Newcastle's owners, who Newcastle were eight percent owned by the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, yeah. who also own Al Nasir, Al Ali, Al Ittihad, and Al Hilal, which you may have heard during the summer. Signed mm. all these players. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, they, but it, it went very, it went down the wire, and it was actually uh, not passed. This yes. This law. So Newcastle are open to do that this uh, this January. So. That might throw a spanner in the works. Well, just mm-hmm. where Newcastle finish. Yeah. yeah, 13 teams voted against it, but you needed 14 for the vote to pass. So um, there's other teams that that affect. Chelsea own other clubs. City own other clubs. Um, Man United, if that ever goes through, also own clubs now as well. So actually, I have the list here. <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. So 11 clubs in the Premier League own other clubs in the world. <laughs> yeah. Seems which, like this is a bigger issue. <laughs> well, it would be if the Premier League wasn't so far ahead of most of the leagues. Yes. You know, if you owned Man United and Barcelona, that would be a problem. You know, but if you own uh, Man United and, uh, you know, FC Cologne even or something like that, you know, it's yeah. like, are they really gonna, who is good enough for Man United that Cologne can loan to them? Yeah. They'd mind some that they even want to, that the manager wouldn't you know, resign in protest if they took their best player. You know, like, the Saudi Arabia League is a very unique situation where all these players went for the money, openly, yeah. some of them, said, I'm here for the body. <laughs> who, who could be playing for a, a club, you know, like Man United or, or whoever. And if they get loaned in January, and again, they don't care about the Saudi League. They don't, like, they don't, what about my Saudi Premier League medal? You know, like, no one, no one <laughs> yeah. they do not care about that. But like, if you are... are or uh, Newcastle, yeah, you've had injuries to, to Harry Barnes, and you're thinking maybe Almiron isn't the great, the best at the moment. Maybe we get in Sadio Mane for the rest of the season. 
Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> that's fucking huge. Like, you know, yeah. that's that's a complete game changer. So, I mean, that's the issue. Whereas, like, someone like Sadio Mane is not playing for a team also owned by Man United. And if he is, he's probably already signed a pre-contract with somebody else. Or, you know, yeah. so, like, it's, it's not... These unknown quantities aren't out there for small clubs, but the Saudi, the Saudi League is just a very unique situation right now. So, yeah, we'll see that 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 affects the the league uh, going forward. But um, on uh, Chelsea and Newcastle, will uh, time to bring back one of our segments, uh, one or the other, and I do have theme music this time. So, oh, excellent! Choose your fighter. It doesn't. He's got to go and have a few games. He's got to go and have a few games for United. It doesn't. It doesn't. Do you want the stats? Yeah. Nigeria, like no one do anything about it. It's not bad. Sanitizer. Passion out. Let's talk about emotion out. Passion now. Yeah. Emotion. No, no, no. You haven't got the players Right, well, so the debate this week is uh, one or the other. I'm talking about uh, Anthony Jumpscare Gordon mm-hmm. and Cole In Your Face Pep Palmer. <laughs> nice. Yeah. The question, Will, uh, is two, two, two-pronged. Mm-hmm. Who will win the Premier League next between the two of them? And who will have the most by the end of their career? Now, listen, Cole Palmer... 41 appearances for City, six goals, four assists, something like that. He's only 21, 22. So I'm not taking away his treble or his Premier League medal before that, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying he hasn't won the Premier League before. That's why I didn't say that. I'm just saying from, from this point on, he's at, at Chelsea, right? A lot of good players, a lot of money there. Uh, Anthony Gordon, similar. You know, a lot of good players. Maybe they're not quite that top team. It might click. But you could see either of them moving on to somewhere else, I think. You could see them yeah. like being either surplus requirements or saying this isn't actually probably good for my career being here anymore. I've done what I what I want to do here. But it's hard to know which way they're going to go. Both very similar players, both same age, I'm pretty sure. Both play left wing, I'm pretty sure as well. So in your opinion, Will, how do you see uh, the career of uh, Gordon and Palmer going? Who do you think is better set up to, to win the Premier League next? I think... Gordon of the two um, because I think I don't know I feel like Cole Palmer could easily get lost in the shuffle do you know what I mean whereas I feel like Gordon is like an integral part of the Newcastle team right and I think just as time goes on I think the integral cogs in the machine are more likely to get bought up by maybe the higher like the cities of the world and things and that I think Newcastle are so set up that I don't think they're too far away from a few transfer windows in a row. There we go. That's the team. Now to win the Premier League. <laughs> so you, you think Anthony Gordon would be the spot in the spine of that team? I think he'd be one of them because again, you have to have you have the uh, what are they called the registration rules. You have to have you know the token English fellas in the team. Well, that's why I picked them both because I was like they, yeah. they are going to be around because they are both useful on that alone. And then they're yeah. quite similar. Even their numbers this year is, is similar enough in the league. So, I mean, it's they are both important to teams, I think. And they are good. I'm not saying they're not good. Yeah, either, not they're both I mean. really good. Um, so you think Newcastle will probably win the league before Chelsea do next? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I, nearly, I might put it on the board even. 
Ooh, I don't know. I mean, I think if they That's were, a long-standing like, guarantee, though. Like, <laughs> well, ten years. <laughs> we'll see how January goes, Will. Let's write yeah, yeah. them off just yet. San Ronaldo, uh, Manny, <laughs> and Benzema, they might be a bit closer. But that's the thing. If they were to sign something like that, right, if they do get a bit closer, you know, they, they're in Champions League again next year, the, the best players are, are the, 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 like I said, the Vinicius of this world. I'm not saying they're going to yeah. get Vinicius, but if they were to get some of that quality, or the next Vinicius, I mean, Anthony Gordon, as hard as he works, He's out of there, pal. He's in the squad, though. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, for how long is he doing that, though? How long is he playing yeah, the cup? That makes you know? sense. I don't know. I just feel like, because I think Cole Palmer at Chelsea, it feels like he's going to be, that's a long term sign for them. He's going to be there for like the long haul. Well, like, technically, I don't think, yes, ably. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you look at his contract, think, he says he will. But I don't think Chelsea are going to get together. Anytime as soon as Newcastle might. And I also think, is Cole Palmer going to go back to Man City? No. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you would see Cole Palmer's option of with the league is either going to Newcastle or City. That's how you see the league going the next few years. Well, no, not going to Newcastle. Going to City is where Cole Palmer can win the league. <laughs> I don't think, they're not going to get Gordon and Cole Palmer to Newcastle. <laughs> That'd be chaos. That would be a turn up for the books if they both draw the same team. Like, okay, well, I guess whoever goes up the steps first gets the medal first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Cole Palmer has the uh, he has Man City and Pep Guardiola on his on his CV. Yeah, that's true. You know, so wherever Chelsea goes, and I do think Chelsea, like they've done it before, they have an unbelievable season, and like this team's unbeatable. And then the next season, just for no reason, the players revolt, the manager gets sacked, <laughs> <laughs> they change the holding up. It's like they finished like eighth. It's like, well, didn't you win the league last year? Like, what is going on? They can be in complete disarray, and then the next year they get Mandarin and they get one or two players that they trust from another club, and then bang, Premier League, Champions League, yeah. semi final, quarter final, you know, some controversy that they lose out, but like it's like one of the best teams in the world that year. And I think Cole Palmer is, you know, he could be like a Joe Cole in that team. You yeah, know, like I get you. He has undoubted ability, uh, and he has, he's English as well as for that coefficient or whatever. I think he wins one with Chelsea before Anthony Gordon was on. Wow. With Newcastle. Now, for Oof. them personally, I think you're right in terms of if, okay, Newcastle thing doesn't work out or they keep falling short and they say, right, we've got to move on Anthony Gordon. I think someone like... An Arsenal or something. You know, an Arsenal or, or United or a Liverpool. Maybe not Liverpool because it's all everything. I mean, that, yeah. I, if I was on the court, I would not go back to Liverpool for a lot of money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just that, that's my own personal take on his own. I had my time there. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even go as far as Manchester, honestly. But, you know, I, I think he's the kind of player, like a glue guy, you know? He's yeah. going to, like, he, he, you know what you'll get with him. Whereas yeah. Cole Palmer is like, he's obviously very talented and uh, right now he's, he's a bit raw, maybe. But, if you're going to go between him and someone like, like Amaris, who he was behind the city, who was obviously older and more experienced, but like, if you're going for that like talented player who scores goals and assists, maybe there's better options than Cole Palmer. Yeah. You know, like say, Whereas Gordon, you're getting, yeah. I want an Anthony Gordon in the team. You know what you're getting. You're not, you're not thinking yeah. this guy's going to get us 15 goals and then 15 assists, yeah. you know, whereas if you are uh, Cole Palmer, maybe you will have to do that to be bought by, like if you're going to my United, like, yeah. You know, as 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 player that Cole Palmer is, like people expect you to be scoring goals, like Rashford scored goals. You know, yeah. Because if you're playing that position, you know, so 
I think if they were to leave, I'd go Anthony Gordon. But I think if at the, if they're at the same club for the next ten years and they are both <laughs> only twenty one, I think Cole Palmer will win more Chelsea than Anthony Gordon in Newcastle. There you go. We'll put it to the people. Put it to the people. We'll put up a graphic. Put it to the people. What What do you think? I'm sure people will be chomping the bit to wait on this Cole Palmer versus <laughs> Anthony Gordon. We'll put a third option on the poll. Who? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was I'd wait to do this. I was like, when Newcastle and, uh, and uh, Chelsea play next, and I was like, 13th of January. I was like, ah, oh, I'll forget by then. I'll just do it this week. You will just do it now. <laughs> <laughs> just do it now. Because you know, whatever they might both be dropped by then as well. So like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it might be completely redundant. Like, literally, who? I mean, I think he's on loan <laughs> at Werder Bremen right now. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. Uh-uh. 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 Um, now, listen, we ha- it's it's an all right segment that uh, one or the other. Yep. Um, last week, we got a, a, a good response to. Not a segment. I just kind of did a, 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 an injured eleven of the World Cup. It was international week. You know, you can go back and listen to it. But it, uh, a starting eleven of players who missed World Cup glory, not just the World yeah. Cup, but their team winning the World Cup uh, because of injury. And I struggled. Will I struggled to find a goalkeeper uh, mm. who had uh, who had suffered that uh, injustice? And I kind of went with uh, a bit of an asterisk in the end. Uh, like I said, listen to the last episode to get the full rundown on it. But uh, we we got some some good response. I think people like that segment, yeah. especially that segment of uh, the tackle. Tony Schumacher. People, I was the same. I had never heard that story, like the whole story behind it. That is probably the maddest story I've ever heard in football. A lot of it's kind of made up by me, you know. Really, <laughs> like I filled it out of blank, sir. And this is why the German <laughs> FA did this. Like I didn't read that anywhere. It's kind of you know did it for the team. But I mean, the surrounding stuff is a bit mad. Yeah, I tell you what. If Tony Schumacher was in Aaron Ramsdale's position, he wouldn't flat mile that come on the sub. He would he would play himself back in the team. That's the kind of mentality that Arteta's looking for, you know. <laughs> but one of the the overarching thing of the eleven was that it wasn't just players that were injured that missed out. It was, some players were just unlucky. Yeah. Um, it was an unlucky 11. R.I.P. Emerson. Yeah, Emerson, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, we had a comment on our Instagram, no underscore nonsense underscore pod, uh, where Keen, our loyal listener, well, I think he's a listener. <laughs> he's definitely a Friend commenter. of the show, more so than listener. <laughs> yes. He said uh, he weighed in with someone he said while he didn't miss out on glory the story of Santiago Canizares fits in well with this week's episode Valencia's stalwart shot stopper was Spanish number one in the build up to the World Cup and no one could replace him however just before the tournament he dropped a bottle of aftershave on his foot and lacerated it which allowed future legendary goalkeeper Iker Casillas to start for Spain which led to him dashing Irish hopes in a penalty shootout Casillas' career is one of fortunate incidents for a keeper so talented. His debut was another example. There you go. Canizares, he absolutely fucked it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I did come across that in my, in my research. He didn't get back in, actually, ever again. That was Not sure. Casillas is playing that. <laughs> he didn't get back in. And that's a good because it does kind of link up with Ireland in, in our last World Cup as well. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't go with that in the end. Yeah, because it just didn't really have any kind of uh, any connection. Anyhow... Uh, on that will is also uh, reminded of uh, Giovanni Lo Celso missed out for Argentina in the last World Cup which you might think well you know I mean 
yeah, he probably played, and and I think he had a good relationship with Messi. That's what people were like, oh, he's kind of Messi, he's kind of a link man in that team. But when it's all said and done, I don't think many people will remember the name Giovanni Lo Celso. Yeah. You know? However, the person who came into the starting eleven instead of him, Alexis McAllister. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> yes, I think people might remember him. Uh, yeah. He was going to go. He was playing for Brighton, so not a top six club, not a Champions League club. You no know. one ever talked about him before the World Cup. And when the South got injured, he was brought into the team. like, well, I hope this works, you know, and <laughs> the rest, I suppose, is history. He won the World Cup. He's now at Liverpool and he's playing really well. Uh, <laughs> you know, he could go down as one of the all-time greats and all because of an injury to a World Cup. So, I mean, I'm thinking, Will, I might even do an 11 of the players who replace people in World Cups. You know? That's and, good, yeah. You know, or maybe I'll do after the next international break. Um, yeah, but it's funny because I was I was doing it. And I was I was telling uh, Sarah about this this thing. It took me like <laughs> a long time to do. I was like, "What are you doing? Look at what are you looking up." You know, I was like, I'm "Looking up this in, injured world couple of notes everywhere." It's all on the wall, like you know, <laughs> you know, newspaper clippings from 2002. You know, um, but she's like, "Why don't you just ask ChatGPT about this?" It's like, "Oh yeah, that was saved so much time to done the research for me." So, but I already had done, so I was, I was looking, this is after I had it done, so I looked it up and I, and I was doing it, and uh, completely wrong, some of it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Interesting. I, there was one, it said some guy missed, uh, got injured for Germany. Uh, I said, give me a list of, of players who were injured, and then World Cup winner, and then that team that won the World Cup. And uh, I forget who it was, because I, I discounted it, I was like, what the fuck is this? It said a German uh, player who got injured, it was like 1994, German players injured, result. Germany won the World Cup in 1994. <laughs> I said, no, they didn't. Brazil won the World Cup in 1994. They, they definitely won the World Cup. So I just looked it up. Germany were knocked out in the quarterfinals in that World Cup. So I, I, I responded to Jack GPT and I was like, yeah, they were, they were knocked out in the World Cup quarterfinals. Like, oh, yes, no, correct, right you are. Uh, <laughs> thank you for correcting me. Thank you for that to my attention. It's like, where did you, like, I was like, hey, where did you read that? You know, where did you find that source? And then I, 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 was like, I looked at the rest of the list. I said, 2002, Ronaldinho got injured before the World Cup, missed the, missed the World Cup. Ronaldinho was famously in that World Cup. <laughs> there you go. It's, we've learned something here. The chat GPT, I mean, just don't, don't take it for granted. I mean, if I didn't know, if I was like someone who was like working for this podcast, who didn't care about football, and I said to him, hey, give me a list of these players. They went, fuck, I'm doing chat GPT. And they're like, Ronaldinho. <laughs> this is why you're an unpaid intern <laughs> that is funny because there's definitely like lecturers and teachers all around the country being handed in essays of just absolute bollocks from chat <laughs> they're like well none of that's right <laughs> it's a robot revolution Will they're giving yeah. us wrong he just oh sorry thanks for pointing out I was like where did you how did you read that there's nowhere you're that's not printed. allowed to be wrong it is <laughs> He's basically Googling, so he went to... Where did he go on Google? What corner of Wikipedia did you find this linked? Ronaldinho missed the 2002 World Cup. Uh, honestly, that is nonsense. Nonsense. All nonsense. They say many, many garbage things. You don't know what you're going to get. Balls off of yesterday. You'll learn a lot more if you listen rather than talk all the time. No problem.